The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Next Level Life podcast. This is Christine. Thank you so much for joining me. I am pumped for this episode. I feel like after the last few weeks, we've had quite a few different short weeks and public holidays and all the things. And I know that can put a lot of pressure on business owners. And I shared with my email list recently all about some different tips with regards to how to utilize the time more effectively in those short weeks. And I realized that I hadn't done a podcast about time efficiency or time hacks in a really long time. So I thought it might be time to talk about time management, because I know as you get busier, as you grow and you scale your business, it feels like you lose a lot of time and it can feel like we're always trying to catch ourselves when it comes to time to time. So I wanted to share a couple of different tips and hacks that I use in order to be more productive, in order to be really efficient with my time so I can feel like I'm on top of everything. So the first things first, the way that we want to look at this first is start to consider auditing your time. Okay. So often what can happen is we fill our time with things that we're not even realized that we're doing. And it's not until we actually take the time. And I mean, really do this. Like I know, like you can think about, oh yeah, in the last few weeks, this is how I spent my time. But unless you actually take the time to audit your time, it can be hard to figure out where you can find more of it. So Honestly, like looking back on your weeks, whether you look at your calendar, whether you need to start actually documenting where you spend your time to begin with could be a good place to start. So unless you put everything into your calendar, whether you look back on the time, you probably don't even realize where you've spent it. So firstly, what I would love for you to do is just to start by writing down or putting into your diary every minute of your every day. I know this feels like a lot, but when you document things, this is where the compound effect starts to come into play because we don't realize that those few minutes that you spend on socials here and then half an hour you spend there. And then, you know, I'm sure that you notice that this at the end of the week, when you get that notification on your phone that says your app time has been down by 25%, which means you only spent nine hours on socials. (laughs) And you're like, oh my God, I still, still spent nine hours on socials. It's crazy how much time we spend on our apps on our phones. So honestly, like spending the time just, just in one week, even it's eye opening to really look at everything, every task that you do, every minute of every day that you spend, you literally put it into your diary of where you've spent that time and just, you know, be truly radically honest with yourself and acknowledge where you've spent that time. And that helps you really look at how could you be spending your time better. So audit your time first and foremost. The next part of the audit, which is super important, is starting to look back on that. So once you've audited your time and having a really good reflection on where you spent your time, I want you to also ask yourself, out of all that time that you spent, what percentage would you have spent in your zone of genius? Okay. now, if you haven't read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, definitely go and check it out. It's such a good book. And he talks about this, dives into what is your zone of genius and how can you be spending more of your time in your zone of genius? You are your most valuable when you're in your zone of genius. And most of the time, what I see this with so many entrepreneurs that I work with is that they spend too much of their time in their zone of 
incompetency, in their zone of competency, and in their zone of excellence, and less time in their zone of genius. Okay, so let me just break this down for you really quickly. Firstly, you've got your zone of incompetency. Obviously, this is in a space where you're not good at doing the things that you're doing. So this could be like, let's say that you are a graphic designer and in you spend a lot of your time doing your accounting because it takes so much of your time and you don't understand it or you feel like it's just not your strengths, but you spend so much of your time doing it that it's actually because you're incompetent in that space. Now, there obviously is some areas of your business that you're going to have to do when you're incompetent, even as you're growing, which I get. But the more that you grow, you need to get clearer and define where you're spending your time. And if you're spending too much of your time in in your zone of incompetency, that's where you first need to outsource. You need to outsource there first. That's what's going to save you the most time. The next one is your zone of competence. This is where you can actually do it, but you're not time efficient with it. You possibly... You know, other people could do it much better than you. You're just competent at it. Okay. That's the next place to outsource. Then your zone of excellence. Now, majority of the time, your zone of excellence is probably what you get paid to do. It is probably areas that you feel like you can do and that you're good at, but it doesn't light you up necessarily. It's not something that gives you energy. It's not something that you could absolutely love doing all day, every day, but you do it because people pay you and people tell you that you're good at it. Yeah. So often this is where I see majority of entrepreneurs who are wanting to scale where there is a reason why they're stuck is because they're spending too much of their time in their zone of excellence and not in their zone of genius. So they haven't up leveled that zone of genius. They haven't really develop the courage and the confidence to fully step into their zone of genius. And so they're really wanting to up level. And that's when we first start majority of the time is actually building that confidence and self-worth piece in order for them to get out of their zone of excellence, even though they've been paid well for it. So this is also why the scarcity jumps into play because they're sitting in this place and they have evidence to prove that they've been paid well for it in the past. So if I now jump into the zone of excellence, And if I now jump into my zone of genius, I don't have proof to say that people are going to pay me for this. So it feels really scary, even though it's something that lights you up and brings you so much joy and that you almost, you almost lose time in that space, right? Because it's almost like time stands still because you're in your zone of genius. You are your most valuable in your zone of genius. So you want to be spending majority of your time in your zone of genius and and outsourcing pretty much everything else when you can. So firstly is I want you to audit this as well. So audit your time and go how much of your time, what percentage is your time being spent in your zone of genius and how much is in your zone of excellence and how much is in your incompetence and competence. So start by looking at, okay, what do you need to delegate? What do you need to outsource? Because you are wasting your time doing your incompetence and your competency tasks that are literally wasting you time and money. And if you were able to outsource those, you'd be able to spend more time in your zone of genius, which is going to make you more money anyway. Okay. That's where we have to take a little bit of courage and take a bit of a risk and allow yourself to step into your zone of genius and prove to yourself that you're capable of doing that. Okay. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty when it comes to some time hacks. First and foremost is having priorities. You need to know exactly what your top three priorities are for the week. If you don't, you will not execute on them. And if you aren't prioritizing them, you'll put everything else above those. And a lot of the time what we do is we put admin or we put behind the scenes stuff that doesn't actually generate money. They're not your your money generating activities. And you put those things in front of what's most important. So this is where you need to, at the beginning of the week or the end of the week or whatever it is, you need to set aside the time and actually acknowledge what are the top three priorities you need to execute on this week and how can you schedule those into your diary to make sure that they happen first and foremost. 
Because if we put them off, you're just going to continue to put them off. Okay. So this is where it almost comes into play is like that eat the, eat the frog term, right? So how can you do, even though it's hard, even though it's one of those big things that, you know, you need to prioritize is getting it done and getting it done sooner rather than later. The next piece to this is eating the frog. So this might not be necessarily one of the top priorities, but if it's taking up mental energy and it's taking up time and drama in your thoughts, because there's one thing on your to-do list that you know you have to do, but it's bringing up fear. You know, it's going to be hard. Maybe it's going to be challenging in some way, but you're putting it off because of all of those things. You need to eat the frog. You need to need to just get it done because honestly, the mental drama is actually impacting your time efficiency in all other areas because you think you're focused, but you're not. You're too caught up in the chatter that's going on in the back of your mind with that thing that has to get done. But you were like, oh, I'll just do these other few easy things because I don't have to worry about it then. Or I'll do the things behind the scenes because it's not as scary as showing up on social media, even though I know I should be doing that. Right. Like eat the frog first. It's one of those habits that I've gotten into that I feel has been super powerful is making sure that before I jump onto a client session is that I'm actually jumping on social media and sharing about my day just to get into the habit of sharing and showing up on camera. And that's then helped me lead into, okay, being more productive to be on socials much more, right? By actually creating rather than consuming. Because what can happen is if you get caught up in consuming first, it's harder to get back into the creative zone in order to show up. So if you are jumping on social media and you're scrolling first before you create, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to basically give up because you're going to get caught up in comparison. You're going to get it caught up in overwhelm. You're going to get caught up in decision fatigue because you're seeing everybody else create similar posts. And then you're like, mm, you start to question your own and then you end up not creating. So first and foremost, create off the app and create first before you consume. It's one of my most effective time efficient hacks because you actually get the thing done first before you consume, which leads me into my next time hack. If it's going to take less than five minutes, do it right now. Honestly, some of the things that take up majority of our time is follow up or doing things that needed to be done from yesterday that we should have just done in the moment. Honestly, we think that we don't have the time in the moment, but if it's going to take less than five minutes, you do have the time. It's one of these habits that I got into from my past days in corporate where we used to have like, you know, six to seven meetings a day and I would get to the end of the day and I would literally have all of this admin to follow up on, like emails to send out, orders to put through, you know, requests to put through, like all these different bunches of activities that I need to do that I would literally be spending an hour and a half at the end of my day that it would be my time because I would literally have to finish the day and still it would bleed into my own downtime doing all this admin. Whereas what I then needed to get into a habit of is that the end of every meeting is execute on everything that needed to get done, that those admin pieces, anything that it could be done in five minutes was done, it was get it done right then and there. And anything else would go on my to-do list for when I had more time available. Okay. So if it takes less than five minutes, do it right now. And honestly it saves you mental power. It saves you time. It's a, and it also makes you really efficient and makes you really reliable. So if someone that you need to get back to, that is waiting on that email or waiting on that request or whatever it is, and you do it straight after the meeting, it makes you look very efficient. It makes you look very productive and you're on it, right? And that's the type of reputation I'm sure that you want to create rather than making people wait. Okay. I've got three more. One, 
Prepare for productivity. If you know there are certain times within your diary when you need to be super productive, whether it's creative, whether you need to be creating content, whether you need to be, you know, putting together program pieces, like whatever it is, is be prepared ahead of time for that productivity zone. So if you know on a Wednesday afternoon, you have three hours set aside, or even if it's, you know, a Friday morning, you've got one hour to smash out all the things that need to get done. Don't wait till that time to figure out what it is that needs to get done. Okay, prepare ahead of time. Know at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day, even if you know like it's 9 a.m. now and that at four o'clock this afternoon, you're going to have to do a whole bunch of work on these certain areas. Don't wait until that four o'clock to figure out what it is. Pre-plan your productivity time. And the more specific you can be, the better. This works in such a perfect way for your brain because your brain then knows what exactly needs to happen. If you're creating too much vagueness around it, if you're not specific on what needs to happen, and I mean like specific as create social media caption on overwhelm, right? Like get super specific on what it is that you want to do. The more you can pre-plan, the more productive you are in the zone that you've set aside and the time that you've set aside in order for you to execute on those things that need to get done. Okay. Pre-plan. That also helps you in a couple of different ways. One, your brain is clear on what needs to happen. Two, your brain is working behind the scenes, behind like everything else that you're doing throughout the day. It's like percolating on those ideas. So when you get to that time, it's prepped and ready to go so that you're going to be much more efficient. It's going to much easier for your brain to switch into that mode in order to execute on whatever it is you need to execute on. Next one, boundaries, boundaries on your biggest time wasters. So what are some of your biggest time wasters? Is it emails? Is it social media? Like whatever it is, is it your phone? Like, is it like calls and or messages? Like whatever it is, like what is your biggest time waster? And if you've done your time audit, you will know what these will be. And the things you need to do is actually set some boundaries in place with yourself or with clients or with your emails, or whatever it is. If there's someone else involved in that distraction, then please make sure that you set some really clear boundaries in order to protect yourself and protect your time. So then you can be much more productive and execute. So for instance, I was talking to a client about this the other day and she was saying her biggest time waster is, is emails that she literally opens her emails. It creates overwhelm. She gets caught up in the overwhelm. She doesn't actually then execute on any of the emails Then she shuts her email down and goes and does other things. And the mental drama that then happens literally overwhelms her until the point where she go, has to go back to her emails to execute on some things because she feels like she's way behind, right? Biggest recipe for disaster. So what I was saying to her firstly is like, well, what's even in your email that's causing the overwhelm? Like I said, if you had to literally give me a detailed list of what's in your email right now, what would be causing you the overwhelm? And she was like, oh, I get all these notifications from these types of time management systems and I get notifications from my team and then I get emails from these clients and then emails from these team. And I was like, okay, so is the notifications even relevant? Like, do you really need them to be in your email? And she was like, oh no, I can just literally log in to look at what needs to be done with the notifications in the time management system. I was like, great. So let's delete that. Let's literally make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. And the other thing I suggested that she do that made huge difference was actually allocating time to have her emails, like to work on her emails. And then she also has one of her team members that goes in three times a week to actually remove and unsubscribe from anything that is not relevant to the business. So honestly, cause we can fill our emails with some crap. <laughs> so 
we also set aside some boundaries for herself. So she has actually has to execute on some of the tasks in order for her business to be profitable. So she was finding that she was overwhelmed with so much time in her emails that she would get to the end of the day and not everything would be done. So what we did is actually allocated 15 minutes in the beginning of the day at 9am, 15 minutes at lunchtime, 15 minutes at the end of the day. And what didn't ever didn't get completed at that 15 minute time slot was to then put on the to-do list to be done the next day in her hour of power. So I'm going to come back to that in just a second. So allocating some boundaries around your emails, around your social media, same thing, 15 minutes in the morning for engagement, 15 minutes at lunchtime for getting back to messages, 15 minutes in the afternoon for posting, whatever it is that you need to do, allocate the time, schedule into your diary and set those boundaries and have that discipline with yourself in order to make sure that you're protecting your time. So you're going to be much more productive when those things are allocated. Your hour of power. I do this really regularly. I'll have an hour of power of my business. And this is where you have all of those lists of to do's that all those bits and pieces that have to get done that take up time. And that if you, you don't necessarily want to allocate it in your diary, but it's all those little bits and pieces, right? So I allocate one hour for my business, which is literally just smash out. I make it distraction free. I put my phone in a cupboard. I literally turn off all my notifications and I focus on getting all of those tasks done in my hour of power. Sometimes it doesn't even take the full hour, right? I, and that makes me feel so productive because I'm smashing it out and getting it done. The other thing I do is I do one hour a week for personal. So again, this may not always take an hour, but this week I did that because I had so many things just like things I needed to get booked in, things that I needed to follow up on, things that I needed to uh, make appointments for, like all these different bits and pieces personally that I literally just were weighing on my mind because I'm like, I really need to do that, really need to do that. And so I add it to my list of my hour of power. I set aside the time in my diary. And then when I get to that time, I know exactly what needs to happen. I execute on all of those things, smash it out and get it done. And it makes you feel so on top of the world, honestly. And the last little piece, which kind of plays into the hour of power is remove your distractions, figure out what they are and try to remove them as best you can. When you need to be really productive and you know that you're feeling really overwhelmed, the one thing that's going to affect how effective you are with your time is distractions. So honestly, our phone is one of our biggest distractions. And what happens is because we get addicted to the dopamine that happens every time the light comes on, every time we get a ding, anytime that we get some type of notification, whatever it is, we get a dopamine kick, which makes us feel good, which is why we get so addicted to our phones. Now, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, honestly. Anytime that I'm feeling really distracted, I get rid of my phone first and it helps me stay focused. And I just focus on one thing at a time and get that done. So I literally have a drawer on my office desk where I put the phone in there on silent, no vibration, literally just in there, hidden away. When it's out of sight, out of mind, it is distraction free. The other thing I do as well is I remove, I literally have none of my notifications going. I have my phone on silent all the time. It will never ring loudly ever. And I have majority of my notifications turned off except for one, which is literally my messaging system that I use for my clients. It's the only thing I have, but even then it's not a sound, it's just a notification. So I need to open my phone in order to see it. So it's not creating, you know, distractions every time the light comes on or anything like that. So 
remove, remove, remove any distractions that are causing you to go into overwhelm. Sometimes even like the TV noise in the background or whatever it is, like if there's anything that's causing distraction, get rid of it. And the other thing that I do as well, if I'm really needed to get into the zone is I jump onto YouTube and put study music on. So if you just, if you just search on YouTube for study music, it comes up with a whole bunch of different forms of study music. And I put that on and it's done in beautiful um, brain waves designed to actually get your brain into a concentration zone. So it's honestly so helpful anytime that I'm really wanting to nut out something or get super focused on something is I put on some of that study music and that helps me really focus. So lots of different hacks that you can start to put into practice. Even if you just take two of these, my first one was suggestion would be a time order. You need to look at where you're actually spending your time and then start to just bring in one or two of these a week. And you will see that your time gets absolutely shifted because Honestly, you are your controller of your time. Nothing else is controlling your time other than you. So you need to start to focus on where your distractions coming from. What can you start to change? What do you need to execute on? How can you be more productive in the time that you do have? And you'll see that it just starts to shift your business in a really massive way. So one key piece that I wanted to talk on as well is the zone of genius piece. Super powerful. Once you get really clear on where your zone of genius is and how you can allocate boundaries so you can spend more of your time in it. We're actually going to be going into this into much more depth at the Thrive Retreat, which is happening in June. So we're going to be exploring your different zones and we're going to be exploring how you can allocate time for that, how you can make money from it, how you can stay in that most valuable space, because it is one of the things that helps you catapult your business into a whole other level. So we're going to be exploring that much more at Thrive Retreat. So if you'd still like to join us, there is a couple of spots left. Uh, There's two different room types available. I think it's the King Spa or the Twin Share. So please make sure that you head to the link in the show notes and book your spot. There are payment plans available. I'll pop my email in the show notes. So if you would like to know more about the payment plans, just send me a quick email and I'll share with you all the details with regards to those. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible week and here's to managing your time with absolute proficiency. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.